Hello and welcome to Mortgage Insider from Barclays, the podcast series that delves into the biggest challenges facing the mortgage broking industry. I'm Claire McPhail, a business development manager in the South East. And I'm Tony Rimmer, a business development manager in the North West. And in this episode, we're looking at digital transformation for brokers. What are the challenges for brokerages of different sizes and how has the pandemic changed things? Sandy Amir Begg runs acclaimed mortgage consultancy, which is a team of five. Historically, we've always been a face-to-face type business with the advice that we give. We were paper-based. Over the last year, we've lost that. We've lost a lot of the paper and all our meetings have been done remotely via Zoom. Still seeing and interacting with clients and looking expressions of understanding and still getting a feel and hopefully having a nice rapport with our clients. As the team's grown, we've always tried to keep up with, there's a lot of platforms out there that we have to use to help support what we do in our advice, but never more so that in the last year, um, 18 months, that there's been a lot of changes. So we've had to learn at a million miles an hour um, more recently. There have been challenges, as you would expect. So there's been a massive learning curve looking at completely different CRM systems that we've never used before, having to learn to use those during the pandemic when people couldn't come out and teach you these things, which is what we're used to, everything done online, very new to us again. So there's been quite a few challenges, but I do look back and think we've done quite well in the long, you know, in the long term, although a year ago, I didn't think we'd be able to even understand some of the systems that we've got now. My personal challenges when implementing new systems is it takes me a little while to get my head around it. Now, luckily, over the last eight months, we've expanded the team and we have younger people on board. So this, the new systems are second nature to them. Whereas, um, sadly, when I was at school, computers were not really a thing. There was a special class that had computers in. There was probably four in the whole classroom, but it took the whole classroom up. So you can see for me, it's maybe a little bit more of a learning curve than some. So yeah, it's taken me a little bit of time, but I'm quite proud about how far we've come. Yeah, I think we can uh, all relate to Sandy uh, and her thoughts and comments around the, the sort of processes that she's dealing with. Yeah, I'd agree with you there, Tony. We spoke to James Tucker, CEO of 27 Tech and Katja Palavara, FinTech Programme Lead, Tech Nation to find out more about the digital evolution of the mortgage industry. Hi, Katja. Hi, James. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, it's great to be here. Hi, Claire. Hi, Tony. Yes, hi. Okay, so so James, to begin with, um, would you mind briefly explaining what 27Tech does, uh, how it helps mortgage brokers, uh, and uh, why you look to set that up in, in the beginning? So we founded 27Tech in 2015, uh, and the business found, was founded with a focus on designing and building technology that ultimately makes the process of searching, applying for and obtaining a mortgage simpler, faster and more efficient. And today our technology is used by over 15,000 mortgage advisors in the UK to search and apply for mortgages for their clients on a daily basis. That's really good. I think one of the things that I come across um, in terms of conversation with brokers is that the sort of technology moving forward, they have sort of elements of doubt in their mind that brokers may no longer be needed. What would your thinking be around that? I think we've always had a very strong view that advice is absolutely critical in delivering the best client outcomes. 
you know, and, and for me, the value that an advisor adds is really in that 30 minute time period where they get to know the client, get to understand their unique circumstances and really make sure that the recommendation for, from a product perspective is, is the one that meets their needs. Technology is ultimately there to do the heavy lifting behind the scenes to replace a lot of the, the manual processes that are still undertaken by advisors today. So no, I, I, you know, for me and for our business, advisors are absolutely critical now and they will be in the future too. Good to hear. Good that to is hear. good to hear. Yeah. Ketra, coming to you, can you tell us a little bit about Tech Nation, your role as the fintech lead and how it links to the financial services industry? Sure. So at Tech Nation, we aim to connect all of the UK's faster scaling businesses, other leaders and basically help they grow. So we run several different growth programs. We have programs for different stages. We have a pitching competition and I have the pleasure to focus on all of the fintech companies. So this is our fourth year running the fintech growth program where we get together around 30 companies who are kind of reaching their fastest scaling stage in the moment and help them grow and when i say fintech it's really rec tech prop tech initial techs you name it but the key is that they have a kind of financial solution in heart right okay that's really interesting and, and james we we heard earlier from sandy um quite an interesting conversation around some of the challenges that she's experienced as a as a mortgage broker how, how reflective would you say is her experience of, of the wider mortgage broking so that digital transformation journey i think it is fairly reflective of a good proportion of the market i mean clearly we you know we've got firms in the market such as habito and mojo who are you know very technology driven businesses and have always been so from the day they began but at the same time there's this huge long tail of a lot of advisors who've been in the industry 10 15 20 years plus and I've only really over the course of the past five, 10 years been almost forced into having to understand better how technology can help them uh, deliver the best outcomes for their clients. And I think Sandy's examples of the, some of the pain points that she've had have, have probably been fairly reflective of, of what a lot of others have felt. And I think now, obviously, with everything that's happened with COVID, we're, we're seeing that acceleration and that change in the move from, from paper-based and a lot more um, face-to-face advice into more of a digital world, which I think is something that's only going to accelerate further. And I suppose for both of you, sort of the challenges that come with it, what are you seeing? So, catch if we come to you first, you obviously deal with people who are very tech savvy already, really, but they must still be seeing challenges. And, and James, I know you will have done a lot of research into to try and take away some of those painful points. So, catch just briefly from you, sort of anything that you're seeing and then to James with that question. Sure. Uh, well, mostly what, what I've met a couple of companies who also operate the kind of field, so, such as my mortgages, Moyo mortgages, Trussell, Habito, kind of the challenges that they face is around how to work with the traditional, let's say, legacy practices and those traditional players in the field as well, kind of combining all of that together um, to work. And also regulation is, is one of the key challenges for most of the companies in our cohorts, kind of how to work with banks, how to work with the kind of uh, papers that, that you need to be sending back and forth and how to make that more efficient and, and smooth as a process. Thank you. And James, for you, what do you see? 
I think for me and, and what we see in the market in terms of the, the challenges that our advisors face is it, it's very much all around adoption. And I think you've got a lot of advisors in the market who've been doing the same thing for 5, 10, 15 years now. And getting getting that advisor to, to change is really, really challenging. You, you've really got to instill in them that there's, there is significant benefit in moving to, to more of a digital focus in terms of the way that you run and operate your business. And, and the reality is that that just takes time. Yeah, so I can certainly identify with Sandy talking earlier about um, her being not as familiar with computers because we weren't brought up with them. How do you get people who aren't so engaged with technology, um, James, to, to be able to get really on board with the platforms that are there and the, and the support that's available to, to make them more accepting and adopting of, of all the tech that's in place to help them? So I, I think the obvious answer is education, but that education piece has to come not just from us as technology providers, but also from lenders and from mortgage networks as well to really encourage and incentivize advisors to, to try new technology and to take advantage of some of the systems that are out there. And what we have seen is where advisors have adopted new technology and, and they've seen benefits, they've never gone back to the old ways of doing things. So once you've got that adoption, you can keep them, it's just getting them in the first place. And just following up really, certainly conversations that I have with brokers are, are concerned about the cost. Who's going to pay for this platform? We can all see the benefits of it, but, but there is something that concerns them. What would you be saying to people like that, James? I think what, what we try and do when we build technology is ultimately to make everybody in this market more efficient. And if you become more efficient, you reduce costs. So whilst it may appear that there's an outlay for some of this technology, which is, is perhaps new technology to some advisors, where you've got to really focus is, okay, well, if I'm spending X, what am I saving on the back end by using that technology? We're, none, of, none of us here are looking to add cost to this market. We're actually looking to reduce cost. And that's where I think the focus needs to be when you're considering what technology you want to invest in. You're listening to Mortgage Insider. Please rate, review or follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. So can you talk through, I suppose, what digital transformation you're witnessing in the mortgage industry and the wider financial services sector? So, James, you know, very much a question for both of you. But, James, if you want to start with that sort of what have you seen in regards to how much is changing? Uh, so for me, I think there's probably a couple of areas at the moment where there seems to be a real focus. And, and number one is around getting better clarity prior to submission as to the likely decision. And that's through the use of things such as affordability checks, criteria checks, more focus on product information, making sure that when an advisor submits an application for their client, subject only to the things that they don't know, such as potentially the client's credit score and the property valuation, they're pretty certain about the outcome of that application. I think the second piece of focus has really been around connectivity of systems and, and we've done a lot of work with Barclays as well in how we connect up intermediary systems with lender systems and try and remove some of the duplication of keying that we see going on in the market at the moment. So for me, I think those two areas of focus have been really prevalent in the mortgage market over the course of the past 18 months. Yeah, it's definitely something on the broker's mind to try and reduce the administration that they have and the duplication very much so. And Katja, anything that you wanted to add to that? Anything that you You've seen slightly different to James or would you just agree with that? I would heavily agree on, on what was said but especially around the kind of valuation of properties. Uh, we had a company on our last cohort called Popportunity who use artificial intelligence and machine learning to more accurately predict house prices so they can give essentially better loans, more affordable loans for people which also helps with the sort of accessibility 
off the mortgages. That's really good. And, and Katja, staying with yourself, um, can we sort of try and get some insight into perhaps what you're seeing at Tech Nation in, in that startup space? And are there any companies that you think might actually start to shake up the mortgage broking industry and the, and the house buying process? Yeah, I think what we're mentioning earlier about Mola Mortgages, the fully digital lenders, uh, they've seen tremendous growth, not just because pandemic, but kind of years leading into that, which is a lot due to the kind of group of house buyers changing, moving into kind of the younger generation who like to do things online. They, they like to be approved quickly. They like to see this personal experience that was also kind of tied into. And, and by no means, I think the expertise of of mortgage brokers uh, should come into play here. And a lot of these fintechs we see working with with them in the future as well. Okay, and this is a bit of a big question for, for you both. So what will mortgage broken industry look like in two years? And I don't expect you to have a crystal ball here, but but it would be really interesting, James, for you just to think, you know, in, in and you must have a plan that probably goes, you know, five, 10 years ahead. What does it look like? What does mortgage broken industry look like to you in, in 10 years time? I think for me, you know, even with all the work that we've done and, and the lenders have done too in terms of developing new technology, you know, there is still a massive amount of work that goes into determining products for clients and keeping client records and getting information and access to, to client data. I think where we're heading is a place where all of that ends up being far more automated than it is today. And, and to the point I made at the start of the conversation, you know, the advisor gets the time to really focus on getting to know the client and understanding the nuances and circumstance to make the right recommendation. But the bulk of the remainder of that work is done by technology. And do you ever see a time really when sort of, you know, the application comes in and nobody else has to touch it as such, you know, um, including, you know, online solicitors and sort of everything all in one one neat package? Or do you think it's always going to be separate elements of it? Because that's what gets stuck in the system, doesn't it? The fact that, you know, it, it, there's other people having to get involved. I think ultimately that the collection of every piece of information that the lender needs to know and the advisor needs to know about that customer and about the property can be done via technology. So if you look at things like open banking, you look at the ability to, to pull down property data from the likes of HomeTrack and WenFresh, you know, you can collect all of that information at the outset and it doesn't require somebody to enter that data. That data then should be able to flow down through the process to the advisor, to the lender and to the conveyancer and everybody else that needs it. So, so I think we're absolutely going to get to a point where the, the keying of data, the manual entry of information that's, that's assumed about a client or a property circumstance is going to disappear and it will all flow down from the start of the process through technology. Yeah, absolutely. And Katja, anything to add to that? Again, I'm sure you're seeing some of these thoughts that what James has mentioned there. I'm sure some of the companies that you're looking after do some of those things. You'd already mentioned about the one that already did the valuations on the property. Yeah, no, I would heavily agree. Uh, it's going to be an automated, smooth and more free fair process i think that was also one of the key things for many of the founders that have spoken on the topic that make the process more fair i really like what james was talking about this automated process where all of the information always lives almost could talk about blockchain based mortgages in the future probably that could be a direction we'll be going into so catcher for those listening and myself what do you mean by blockchain just elaborate on that little bit just so that we understand Sure. So what I mean by that is that on, on blockchain, the information isn't actually stored anywhere as physically, but it's added as blocks together on the cloud. 
And with blockchain, you can add add pieces without changing anything that's already existing. Uh, it's incredibly secure and efficient because it takes basically no time for the information to move around. And you'd also mentioned sort of about open banking, which we are all aware of. Some have adopted more than others. Again, do you see that evolving? Uh, you know, again, in line with the mortgages and that process changing, do you see that evolving as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the companies I'd like to plug in here is Credit Kudos, who was in one of our cohorts uh, uh, back in 2019. So they started working with Mojo Mortgages to roughly give that 35% of people who don't traditionally get accurate credit scores that credit score because it relies on what you actually spend, not just the potential loan and credit that you have. You get a more accurate big picture on on the kind of money and the avail- availabilities that individuals have. Now that really makes sense. I hadn't heard of that and, and it absolutely makes sense. So thank you. Thank you, both of you. Yeah, thank you. And, and just to finish up, uh, James, if I could come to yourself first, what advice would you give to our listeners who are not yet using digital platforms? Uh, perhaps thinking of some of the things they can do to get ahead of the of, of the, the competition. Uh, and, and do you think there are any risks if if they decide to delay and they don't move forward? I, I think it you know it's, it's pretty clear to all of us over the course of the past eighteen months that the world in which we live and work has fundamentally changed. And I think clients' expectations of the way in which they will want to engage with advisors in the future have fundamentally changed. And, and those experiences are going to be driven more and more by technology. So so for me, I think you, you've absolutely got to be understanding what your options are in terms of how you engage with clients, how you deliver advice, what role technology plays in that, and making sure then that you're picking the right partners to support you as you move your business from perhaps more of the, the paper-based organization that we've seen to the, the more digital and more technology-focused business that I think will become the most prevalent type of organization in the future. Wonderful. And, and Katja, final thoughts perhaps from yourself? Yeah, I would agree. Same same advice as, as always to give. Just really know your customers and who you're working with and what they want. Uh, you can always start a small for example, just moving, if you're still doing signatures by hand, moving into DocuSign or, or a similar step-by-step. Step. Uh, it doesn't have to be overnight. Uh, it's not how it goes. It'll, it'll take time to adopt and, and change. And there is time. A journey with milestones ahead. Really interesting. Thank you, yeah, both thank of you, you for joining us today. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Katja. Thank you. That was James Tucker, CEO of 27 Tech, and Katja Palavara, fintech program lead for tech nation the views expressed by our external guests in this podcast are their opinions only and do not reflect the views of barclays if there's a subject that you'd like us to explore then please email us at mortgageinsider at acast.com i'm claire mcphail and i'm tony rimmer thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode